How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? I am tired and emotionally drained. How are you? <laughs> it was very difficult. I'm going through a difficult part in my time in my life right now, and the difficult time is like maintaining a standard cadence while like watching you pantomime what I'm saying in real time. It's actually really hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wasn't. No, no, I, I wasn't trying to pantomime. I was. Yeah. Uh, so, like, right, right as it was doing the countdown for record, I was doing the. I don't think it's Crazy Frog or Six Flags, but it was ah, okay. it was something in that space, and I did like two notes of it, and then I didn't want it to come up in the audio, so I stopped and did uh-huh. it silently. Gotcha. Okay, it was a continuation of that. I see. Yeah. It was really funny because I was like, I I don't know why, but my brain association just started speeding up the standard opener and usually tried to match a, a cadence. But okay, so you thought I was basically like doing the same thing that you were doing Uh no that's my bad no that's all good um to actually being tired though i understand that i cheated and took a nap um before (laughs) all of this i was just like i laid down here and just laid down on a beanbag and went unconscious for like half hour or so where are you going i'm going unconscious you know (laughs) yeah Yeah. Um, where's that Uh, over there (laughs) usually (laughs) over there (laughs) Then Sometimes I woke up. over here. <laughs> Usually it's the beanbag, though. <laughs> yeah. Then I woke up and I was like, hmm, this is a little, little bit of a headache. So I took some medicine, took some coffee, a little sip of energy drink, the natural cocktail of making it through <laughs> the evening. <laughs> and uh, and now I'm, I'm ready and raring, I think. Rip roaring? Yeah, r- r- yeah, rare wear to go. Nice. Yeah. Fucking stoked. <laughs> I've changed my tune. I'm ready. Yeah. Um, have you had any uh, caffeine recently? I had a Zevia with mm-hmm. dinner. That's like the energy tea. It's like 120 milligrams of caffeine. That's a good but kick. It tastes nice. Um, yeah, that's really the reason why I get it. Also, yeah. I don't want to like get 300 milligrams of caffeine, drink half of it, and then cough a lot, and then put it back in the fridge. Yes. That has been my life, because I'm still on. I'm still using the uh, rain, orange dreamsicle, or oh, yeah. lemon. And those are 400 milligrams, exactly. So it's like, I get like halfway through, and, your body, and my body starts like putting out like warning signs, like, hey, this is actually too much caffeine. Like, to continue to drink this can is to remove the sleep option from the table. Like, I'm just going to slide that off, right? So (laughs) like, I remember when I thought I could actually, um, drink a full can of that, like in the afternoon. And then it's like, it's nowhere near my 6 PM cutoff for caffeine. I'll be fine. That doesn't work. If it's 400 milligrams, (laughs) you can't have like a coffee. That's like a triple espresso or something like that and call it good. Yeah, like I know your body can definitely build up a tolerance for that. And I think like if you have energy drinks enough, you just assume like, oh, I'm good. Mm-hmm. It doesn't affect me the same way. Um, now, to be fair, like I do get sleepy still on caffeine, yeah. but I just stare at the wall and I'm like, we fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> your body's just like, what you trying to do? Trying to like uh, trying to rest here because <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> that means you're going. <laughs> I just, 
lay down with my eyes closed and I'm just like, yep. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, if you're going to do that, better to offset caffeine, a little bit of caffeine, then you go for the rest, and then the caffeine kicks in later. But it's got to be pretty immediate. Um, if you sit there and let it settle, then you'll start going. But talking about going places, uh, I think our podcast is going places. Maybe quickly, maybe it's like a treadmill. We're moving rapidly in, in the nowhere same spot. <laughs> <laughs> right in the same spot. But um, we have accomplished closing out yet one more year. Uh, so this will be this will be published as the last episode of the year. Dun, dun, dun. It goes live. Um, and as is tradition, we have a year in review uh, episode for many reasons. Um, the only one that matters is just easy content. <laughs> uh, that is true. <laughs> Do you know filler episodes in an- anime? Anyway, tune in next week. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I was looking at uh, the podcast on Spotify because like occasionally I'll be like, how bad did I sound in this one thing? And the answer is always bad in my head anyway. But I was looking at the naming. It's like, oh, this is season two. And I'm like, wait, we have fucking seasons? Uh-huh. And I remembered, oh, I made a video being like, season two. Uh-huh. And then I was like, we never transitioned to a season three, uh, which would have made sense at a point. Just to yeah. be like, oh, it's still moving forward. <laughs> it's just waiting for the next video. I actually didn't even consider that in my brain. Like, there hasn't been... Even though, like, what year? We're going into year four next year, I think. Yes. I believe that's correct. Because we did, I have like, the power to check this, but I refuse to. I think that's, I think that's right. Um, and so there's no... It makes no sense for us to still be in season two. But not only that... Um, we didn't reset like the episode counter once we went to season two. Yep. Like, so <laughs> one of these days, if I'm ever just like tremendously bothered by it, I'll probably go back and change the episode IDs for everything. It doesn't change. It won't up- re-upload anything. It'll just change the metadata. Oh, really? Um, and then, yeah, it'll just show up in, in whatever podcast platform you have. But um, for people who actually like Spotify, for instance, will use a season drop down. So you can say like, oh, oh. oh let's spe- I'll specifically look at season two or season. That's got to be so terribly confusing for anybody who's like <laughs> season one. Oh, yeah. They had like 20 episodes. I remember that. What's uh-huh. the next? Oh, season 20 was everything <laughs> or season two was everything else. Nice. Yeah. Like 160 episodes. <laughs> the longest oh. arc. It's a really long arc. Um, and then it continues the episode number. So season two doesn't start at episode one. It's episode 21 in this example. So. Basically, regardless of what system you think would be correct here, uh, we haven't implemented it that way. There's there's not an explanation for necessarily how it works, but that's kind of that's that's part of the insider. uh, That's that's an Easter egg for the podcast. I think I don't know if a lot of people know how screwed up the seasons are. I feel like every single aspect we try and do like a rough pass on and then we're like yeah mm-hmm. and that's how we approach everything <laughs> but again like i know we've talked about this but i still i like that mm-hmm. like i don't want to discount all the cool effort we put into like some edits here and there uh, there's obviously a lot more in like the early days but also that was very scripted in comparison 
Right. So if we didn't quite get something that like lined up, we'd be like, let's pause here. Let's do another take of something. Uh, make it sound a little more natural or whatever. Um, and records would be like four hours of various yes. bullshit. And they're mm-hmm. still fun, but it was it was such a time commitment in comparison. Yeah. Like I would just go over to Jake's for the day. Mm-hmm. We literally <laughs> so play went. Smash for equally as long afterwards. We would go back and forth like when we started. I did look. And so our earliest dated episode is April 2018. So this is closing out the third year. The reason we're closing it out is because we actually started recording well before April. I think it was like February or March. I think it was February, maybe even January. But that was back when we were in ACL Saltcast on uh, SoundCloud instead of Soapstone on an actual platform that supports us. Yo, check out my SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah. Um, and not all of those uh, episodes made the jump. And they all got redated when they got uploaded to the new uh, platform. So that's the way it is. Not that I would actually I say this every time we, we re- talk about the old episodes. Don't go back and listen to them. They sound like trash. <laughs> I, could so literally, <laughs> I could literally download the raw audio and then like run it through a processor and make it sound a lot better now. <laughs> and that's how bad it is. Like you can't usually do that with audio, but. That's how bad it was. It was the equivalent of like us talking through tin cans and a string. Mm-hmm. It was shit. It was real rough, but still fond. Like, opened with Payday 2, and then we had Doom 2016. And all these years later, we're still covering Doom games. New Doom games, even. Um, I think Eternal was this year, I believe. No. No. Last year. Doom Eternal was definitely last year. This is, again, why we're still in the second season. <laughs> we'll eventually um, make it to season three. That'll be with our merch drop, you know? Right. Uh-huh. That's where, like, everything goes live. Patreon, everything. Start we'll doing live shows. Actual soapstones to people. I'll, I'll have to find a geologist to be our supplier, <laughs> but it uh, could be fun. I mean, those are the only people who have those. Yeah, it's... Mm-hmm. I have basically like a child's understanding of supply and demand in the supply chain. So you're just like, uh, like, where do you get rocks from? A geologist. Uh, what if you need to start a fire? A firefighter. <laughs> like, there you go. Because <laughs> they fight fire with fire. They always have fire on hand. Exactly. They, you got to know your enemy. Oh, my God. This is basically the Fire Force anime. Hmm. I'm not going to get into it because I don't want to recommend it. Um, but they do do that. That's good. That is good. Um, yeah, one of the other things that changed this year is uh, we kind of solidified the new format, which I'm a big fan of. Like For a long time, we were clearly burning ourselves <laughs> uh, burning ourselves out, alternating. I'd be like, hey, Dave, let's play this game that I love. And you're like, I... I'll okay. get you back next week. <laughs> yeah, I'll get you back. Very accurate, though. Like, there were times where you're like, we should play this game. And I'm like, I will play the game. But no, this will cost you. Um, and most of the time it wasn't that. But playing, like, four games a month. Like, we should have been paid for some of the effort we put into this in the earlier years. Yeah, because very quickly we burned through, like, oh, we have enough memory of this to make it a topic and kind mm. of go over it but then be like oh we have to do something new how much time do we have to do it 
oh two days fuck <laughs> yeah because like after so like we record on thursdays right mm-hmm. and then jake and i don't talk friday we don't talk saturday like we're literally just like oh we're going into weekend mode and decompressing or what have you and then sunday we'll be like hey whoever had the edit will ship it get it through yeah and then monday we're like okay so what's this week's episode going uh-huh. to be yeah and then we have less time <laughs> yeah there was a lot of like treating it more like work where it's like all right i need to dedicate like given everything else going on in my life i have to put 10 hours into completing this upcoming title um and I don't think, I mean, like most of the time, it, to be fair, we were still having fun. It's literally playing games. And if we hated it, we wouldn't do it. But um, there was um, much more of an aspect of stress. And sometimes we wanted to play other games, right? Like something came out and we we're just like, like you, you might have been playing more Dota at the time or like I was playing an MMO or something. It's like, all right, let me stop doing what I want <laughs> so we can play these video games for this unpaid podcast. But um all of that aside, looking back on it, it's still, I don't know, I'm kind of proud of the effort we put into it. I just like having the justification of like, sorry, guys, I have to go play video games right now. It's uh, it's kind of an <laughs> obligation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, okay. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, the, uh, the new format is we have um, kind of the four episode uh, format where we have a topic we have a game that we cover we have a guest that comes on and um then like a talk cast chat and it's gone so much more smoothly it's so much less stressful for me at least hopefully for you no <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's oh, fair no, it's much better um yeah. it's much more laid back we have time to like go and play that one game or refresh ourselves on it um and also with guests it feels more relaxed too because we're not forcing them to come in with anything or forcing us to come in with something it's just like hey friend who also plays video games um let's just hang out chat and i like that because i think in general people like just hanging out and talking with friends um yeah, it's more like um, uh, like a talk show sort of format. We made that pivot relatively early in the year, probably Q1, Q2, where we were like, hey, rather than putting all the pressure on you, you need to come prepared to like sell us on a game. We can talk about games you've played if you want, but we could also talk about like all of this other stuff. And it's a lot more balanced, um, particularly if there's a game that like one of us has played and the guest has played. Um, but the other, the co-host has not played, um, for instance, like those are all situations that we, I think there's still good episodes. There's a lot of really good episodes in there, but um, it could be very difficult to balance contribution while talking. Um, I can cite five episodes off the top <laughs> of my head. <laughs> Almost all of them, actually. Like once we started the the guest kind of every month it was like animal crossing which i hadn't played but you had played or like subnautica which i had played but you had not played and like etc cetera, etc cetera. so um putting a little less pressure on it i think is better in the long term yeah we've we've lived and learned hanging on by the edge of tomorrow mm-hmm <laughs>
That sounds like a quote. <laughs> I don't know where it's from. It's uh, Sonic Adventure Battle 2. <laughs> I was going to guess like Days of Our Lives or some soap opera <laughs> type thing. Because <laughs> the way that you said it, it could have worked that way. <laughs> um, but uh, other than the format, we covered a lot of games still this year. A lot of good ones. Were there any standouts for you that were like, or maybe let me, I'll phrase that more specifically as something like if you could just spend another hour talking about one of these games, was there anything we covered this year where you're like, yeah, I absolutely would go back and just gush about that game. Uh, let me look at the list quick. Yeah. Cause some of these are, I don't want to say standalone, but like, for example, Loop Hero, we had an episode on. There's mm-hmm. not as much to talk about that for like another whole episode length. Yeah. Um, if I can steal one, yeah, I know I've yeah. asked you the question, then I'll I'll jump in to buy you a little bit of time. Um, it's kind of it's it's sort of a cheaty sort of answer, but like we did Dead Space, we started the Dead Space series mm-hmm. this year, and like it's really difficult to constrain a discussion about dead space to specifically dead space one, when we now know, you know, where the rest of the franchise is going. Yeah. I, I, I think like the rest of the series was not like nearly as well received as the first for plenty of reasons. Thanks EA by the way, but um, still like it's all part of that same universe and trying to treat an older game as a standalone, knowing where it all heads is a little tough. Um, and I had fun with the others. That's my that's my uh, admission <laughs> for the evening. I I feel like for something like that, uh, I'd go into Dead Space Two, and then it just becomes like kind of a a comparison mm-hmm. to one more so. I mean, I'm sure like we have enough to talk about for an episode of two, but I feel like that would definitely come up. Um, overall, I would really like it's anything Dark Souls three related. Yeah, like even though we had an episode on Dark Souls three, even though we had an episode on Dark Souls three convergence mod, which changes a lot, there's so much in Dark Souls in a given game, as far as like the lore, where you can just delve in. Like I rewatched a Vadi, a Vadi video video. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> thanks, Vadi, <laughs> friend of the show. Also, his mom, weirdly enough. Um, yeah. But like, there's just so much in there, and I just get I get swept up in it. And it's fun for me to like talk about and learn about too. Like I love when I find out something new lore wise from like Dark Souls or Hollow Knight because it makes me appreciate that much more. And also I just missed it entirely because I didn't go looking for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. It's 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 the right answer. Uh, anytime that we have had a Dark Souls episode, it's gone pretty long and had the potential to go even longer. Um Obviously, this the 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 podcast itself is named, you know, after an item in Dark Souls, um, and it's also like I I consider it at least the backbone of the podcast. Like for the last four years, we've had not even just Soulsborne content; we've had a Dark Souls episode every year. Mm-hmm. Um, Dark Souls, Dark Souls two, three. 
and then three convergence mod being our most recent um, across 2018, 19, 20, and 21. Um, and that's really cool. Like we covered Bloodborne the same year we covered Dark Souls 2. I think that's when we were starting to run a little bit lower on content. And it's not technically a Dark Souls series game, but um, Dark Souls you know, 2? Pit- yeah, I also agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but I mean, we're coming up. This might be the first year where we don't you know, have an explicitly Dark Souls uh, title. Uh, well, let's, let's see how Elden Ring goes. <laughs> right. They rename it at the last second. <laughs> Dark Souls, Elden Ring. I'm like, thank God. <laughs> well, they might have like some tie-in mm-hmm. or even just like a, an Easter egg where I'd be like, see, see, it's Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. That's fair. But that's stuff that we talked about in the last year. There's also a lot of games that came out this year, uh, which we did not play or cover. True. Is there anything on this list that you plan to cover in the future or that you wish that we did i mean the easy one for me on this list is one that i did actually play uh but death loop um i had a lot of fun with it we we obviously didn't have an episode on it we haven't both played it yet it's not something that you have to rush into playing and i think that the pvp aspect while it's cool if you were to play this game like a year later and the pvp is basically dead and you're just playing versus ai it's easier to mm-hmm. get through because of that, but it really doesn't like it's not a detriment to the experience. So well, what I'm leading towards is if you haven't pulled the trigger on Deathloop, you might as well wait for a sale. Um, and I would anticipate at some point uh, should that come up, <laughs> Dave will either buy it or I'll buy it for Dave when it's on sale. And uh, maybe we could have an episode on that. I mean, if you ban Jason from the server mm-hmm. for like a week I'll play it <laughs> Hands down. that's fair that is fair um, I think let's see what else here there's some other stuff that we covered um, I mean you put Endwalker I'm not going to talk a whole lot about that I've already yeah. <laughs> uh, that'll that will never cover um, I don't think I, I doubt we'll ever really cover that and that's fine. There's plenty of information you can find on that. Um, but otherwise, most of the most of the titles that came out this year, uh, I didn't play, or we didn't talk about it. Like those are the those are the uh, standouts. Sorry, to describe the Venn diagram, these are games um, that the the ones we just described are the games that I have played that we didn't cover. Everything else I didn't even play. So for all everybody writing that down at home, uh, make sure you mm-hmm. just have this uh, space out correctly. And now we'll go to the next category, which is <laughs> yeah. games but, that uh, came out that are probably like worth covering, but I don't know if we will. So like, mm-hmm. just to list a few, Halo Infinite, mm-hmm. um, Resident Evil Village, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts yeah. 2 even. Well, yeah. I played that one. You played that one. But yeah. I don't think we necessarily need to have an episode on it. I would put it in a similar personally I put it in a similar situation to Deathloop where it's like if it's on sale, pick it up. Yeah. Circle back, have an episode on it. I, I I'm not opposed to it. I just had there was nothing about it immediately at launch that was like, I have to play this game now for me. Um 
So you hate Tim Schafer is what you're saying? <laughs> uh, no, I just strongly dislike him. <laughs> no. uh, I don't hate him. I just think he smells terrible. Yeah. And it's similar for Dread for me. Like I, a uh, friend of the show and recurrent guest, Ian, um, is a, a big advocate of Dread. But uh, from everything I've seen about it, unless you're like a big fan of that traditional um, Metroid style platformer, like that is the kick. That is basically what they're really going for is that traditional experience, which, you know, good on them for not letting that just die out or only making 3D games. But I kind of want to play the 3D games. <laughs> so I'll probably also visit that later. I mean, Although honestly, you could it'll never... probably borrow it from one of our friends. Yeah. Who's already yeah. played it. Um, That's my best bet. Physical copy borrow because it'll never go on sale. <laughs> true. Um. But also, like, if we have an episode on it, I'm just going to shit talk it because it is very much not for me mm-hmm. for like the little bit I played. Because it immediately my brain goes to this isn't Hollow Knight and it sucks. Mm-hmm. Doesn't control nicely. Blah, blah, blah. There's all these cutscenes and stuff. Loading screens. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. There are there are still downsides. And <laughs> anytime, anytime that. I say that I'm not a huge fan of platformers. We go on a oh, list about no. the platformers I like. <laughs> we were like, I don't really like. I mean, Hollow Knight was fine. Hollow Knight was yeah. kind of cool too. Yeah. Um, there's also, uh, yeah, it, there are there are some, but then there are like traditional platformers that I don't actually find myself engaged with nearly as much. How traditional? Like, like Rogue Legacy is an amazing game, but I don't particularly enjoy it that much. Oh no, like. It was fun playing through it once. I would never really go back. Like, yeah. it's very simple and straightforward. Um, and it's like a nice arcadey experience. Mm-hmm. And then I'm done. There's not the replayability factor, really. Yeah. So, yeah, if it's, it's a game I can play and, like, I literally have physical copies of games on Borrow that I still need to get through. So this is, it is, it is in itself becoming... A, a contested category for me, right? Like, hey, real if talk, you want to jump spots, I looked at my PlayStation games the other day, um, because I think I was like, "What's a game I could have like Jake Borrow?" And I'm like, mm-hmm. "Jake Borrow Spider." This is Jake Spider Man, <laughs> and I I never opened it or mm-hmm. touched it. So, yeah, maybe we'll check out at some point. Spider Man's not a bad one. I could have sworn, I think there was a requested episode for that. Was there? I believe there might have been a long time ago. But don't don't let the audience know that we don't <laughs> keep track of that. It's not that long a game. I actually do quite like. I did quite enjoy it. It's reviewed pretty well, but um, yeah, I think let's see what else is here on this list because we're talking about specifically things that came out this year. You also got me. Uh, I'm gonna uh, spoil. Uh, Dave's Christmas present to me, but he got me on top of a whole bunch of delicious foods and snacks and things. Um, he knows my caloric intake, so uh, <laughs> he he accommodated. Um, he also got me uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon uh, for PlayStation, and like that's that's a hundred percent on that list. That pushed some of the other games like down from the physical physical box face. So well, here's the thing, though, we already had an episode on it. It's true, but it's because of that episode that i checked out the game i'm like this is pretty good yeah i know i'm gonna really enjoy it i absolutely know i will oh yeah i'll probably play next week actually if i can like any type of 
Japanese RPGs, certain parts do feel a bit grindy. Mm-hmm. But holy shit, everything that they do with like mechanics, the animation, the characters, and the storyline, it's it is driving. Oh yeah. Also, there's a driving mini game. <laughs> also, there's so many mini games. There, there, there. Absolutely, there's always a driving mini game in that, even if it's little race cars and yakuza. But I have to disqualify it from this list at least because it did come out last year. <laughs> but well, we, we will play it at some point. Um, there's some interesting ones here. I know this one you tracked more than I did. Uh, Death Store came out this year. I tracked uh, it so much that I tracked it into my Steam library. <laughs> That's pretty good tracking. And somehow got several achievements. <laughs> so you didn't just immediately launch it and you're like, "That's enough. <laughs> Let's close it out." Or uh, is that where was... the achievements bought? <laughs> <laughs> close the game immediately. Achievement unlocked. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> That's the name of the achievement. <laughs> refunding it on steam separate achievement that would actually be hilarious if there was that's a really good idea for an indie game in particular like a lighthearted one yeah to give you an achievement for closing the game starting the process of closing the game really quickly after launching it and then reference the refund out time frame please don't refund or something like that <laughs> i have a family to feed that's what they should call the achievement. oh yeah okay that so. makes that makes more sense because yeah. the opposite would be like Local indie studio just goes bankrupt because <laughs> everyone's to get this one achievement. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that game is very cute and fun. Um, I don't think it's like a must check out, mm-hmm. but if it's an on sale type thing, I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. It's not super long. Um, it is it is very quaint and nice. Hmm. That's good. Yeah, I can't speak much more to that. So <laughs> we'll add it to the, the, the pile of maybes for subsequent years. You're, uh, you're a penguin sales. with a sword. What do you want? Um, <laughs> right. um, what about see. Back what for Blood? Are you, back do you think blood. you're ever going to jump back on that train? <laughs> jump back for blood? Um, I mean, it's on sale literally as of this recording. So a lot of this is going to ba- be based off of if I can get two uh, witnesses. Basically, what I'm saying is, can I get a witness? Um, but two of them <laughs> from friends that have played the game. This is so Dave can't single-handedly uh, override and <laughs> sell me on the game right now. So but, I would say like I've played a decent amount. Um, I know Steve's played a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think anybody else on our discord mm-hmm. really bought into it as much as like they just played that uh, free weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's where I was at. So I know that there is a big patch. I'm curious where they're going with it. Um, I do want to see Turtle Rock succeed, but I'm not willing to buy it. I'm not willing to give them money or anything. (laughs) Yeah, just for it. Um, But yeah, I I, I hope that it has that. I hope that it has unlocked, you know, that longevity. But I'm just curious from the people that have played it. I'll probably uh, track it a little bit more. It was a contested... Um, week when it came out, I was already doing a bunch of other things, but um, you know, on sale perhaps. And it, it, this has the there's a multiplayer imperative, I would say, where it's like um, it's encouraged for sure. Like they did recently as a part of that update, add single player progression. Mm-hmm. So like you can play on your own with NPCs, 
and still get progression in the game through the campaign and get cards and unlocks. Hmm. And you don't have to play with random people. Um, but it's a much more enjoyable experience if you have a squad. So you have somebody yell out when they, you know, trigger something that summons a horde. Right. I mean, yeah, and that's what I mean by multiplayer imperative. Like, if a game launched and a bunch of friends are playing it and it's a multiplayer game, you probably don't really want to wait to pick it up, right? Like, that's your opportunity to jump in and be part of that group uh, for a time. And that's more what I mean. Like, if this game is going to see a little bit of a resurgence or some people more consistently playing it, um, that's the incentive to not just wait until it's at, like, a 50% sale instead of a 30% sale or something. Um, whereas single player games, who cares, right? Like you can, you can wait to buy those whenever. As long as you know, don't want to go on Reddit or YouTube or anything. Mm-hmm. That is, that is sometimes the trick. Although the um, in game mind shattering twists and plot turns of back for blood. Uh, I don't care about. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I, the story is not the focus. I'll say that much. Yeah. Um, speaking of story not being the focus Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy came out this year and for some reason was like a, a nominee in several categories for the Game Awards it won them too this is what? this is actually really funny because I was I like had I had my internet apology uh, prepared once I saw that you had added this to the uh, games that came out we didn't cover like this one is overwhelmingly positive on Steam it won several awards for like the storytelling and the humor and i was like "Hmm, not what i expected not not really what i expected and i have to like pseudo apologize for making fun of it just given my assumptions about the game when we did our uh, precursor game awards episode i will say flat out right now i stand by what i said i (laughs) okay grain of salt I know I have not played the game, but I've seen plenty of footage of the game. I know mm-hmm. it's not something for me that I would enjoy. Mm-hmm. For me, it falls under like the AAA. We're kind of checking some boxes here. Yeah. But like nothing about it really stands out or does anything. It's not even really the characters from this, the universe. The, not They're kind of the like movies. knockoff versions. And it all of it just seems very AAA jank to me. Yeah. So, again, I'm a jaded old man gamer at this point. I very much have what I like, but I do forget that there are people who enjoy different things such as Assassin's Creed, mm-hmm. Marvel games, FIFA, Call of Duty. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think, I think my mistake was lumping this in with, and I might have even been a little confused when we were talking about it originally, lumping this in with Marvel's Avengers that Square Enix published. And that's the one that was like it had a bunch of microtransactions and, you know, heavily monetized. Oh, absolutely bombed. I I was today years old when uh, I had that same realization as you explained it to me. And this game is completely separate from that. It's like a single player. Um, Your point still stands that the characters don't look they're not based off of the um, the movie likenesses because I believe Disney owns like that style yeah you know chris pratt is a star lord um so they use the older like traditional comic uh styles for a lot of the characters but okay so i will say i've seen nothing for this game 
and uh-huh. I was making fun of um, Marvel's Avengers. That's yeah. that's how old and jaded of a gamer I am. I'm like, what is it? That superhero shit? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> all it's all shit. Stuff. It's all yeah. bad. Uh huh. I mean, but you'd be correct for doing that. I think. Like, and honestly, I realized I was apologizing a little bit. I'm gonna backtrack on the backtracking slightly. <laughs> if you make the assumption that like an IP cash in superhero game is bad, most of the time you'll be correct, right? Like, good on them for having an exception in this case. And, you know, something that's reviewing really well and winning awards. Um, But usually you can shortcut and just say, nah, not interested and save yourself a bunch of time. Yeah, because the the next one I'm about to mention, we did not cover and won't cover because it's not really our thing. But it's another good example of AAA games kind of being like, hey, you like this, right? And then Mm -hmm. not making it good, uh, but just knowing that they'll get the sales anyway. And those two entries are Far Cry 6 and mm-hmm. Battlefield 2042 bugs logged in the first 10 minutes of multiplayer. That was my yeah, joke I wrote in. That was actually pretty funny. Um, I mean, I'm, I am i don't know. I may at some point play Far Cry 6 because I play I, I play almost every Far Cry. Um, okay, so then from your experience with Far Cry, uh-huh. have they been like building on it and like doing stuff with it? Or no, is it like not really. the same thing <laughs> Assassin's Creed each time? And just a different <coughs> venue. I mean, like, so Ubisoft is literally the example for the traditional open world format mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, go around, free outposts, get collectibles, you know, progress a tech tree, do main story missions, do optional side missions. Like, they basically have released that game so many times across Assassin's Creed and. Uh, Far Cry. Far Cry is their shooter. Assassin's Creed is their, you know, action platformer style one. But it's like they sell, they share that same DNA. It's incredibly inbred <laughs> at this point. Um, and I don't expect innovation. At, like, I enjoyed Far Cry 5. There's some cool stuff there. You have an t- attack helicopter or whatever. But, like, is it the same Far Cry game? Yes. Different music, different stories, sure. Why not? But I don't expect more to change, you know, when I play six, when it's massively on sale. Well, I'll. I don't want to like shit talk it if it's something that like you enjoy. No, you should. You should. And people should. Because, like, for me, as I get older, I don't want to like yuck somebody's yum, I think the term is. (laughs) I've never heard that, but I, I understand what you mean. But yeah, like, just because it's not for me, I don't always want to like dunk on it. Somebody like really enjoys it. If somebody asks my opinion, like, what do you think of Assassin's Creed? I'll say, I think it's a really shitty franchise and mm-hmm. I really don't enjoy it. But if that's somebody's thing, 100%, I don't want to rag on them for it. I just know that they don't like good game. We won't talk about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But it it doesn't really behoove me or anybody else to just make some make fun of somebody's preferences. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure a lot of the games I like, people are not into. That's fine. Yeah. Not everybody has to appreciate the art that is Honey Pop, you know? I I was actually thinking of making the joke, but then I was oh, like, I don't know if we should necessarily... Every once in a while, I like to make a honey, throw in a Honey Pop joke. Um, <laughs> I think I, I, I agree with what you're saying in principle. 
um, for from a content perspective, it's much better if we just dig into games, <laughs> even if we're wrong. And in the in, in the case of like Far Cry, like are the games fun for me? Do like do I still like that format? Yes. And this is basically in the same space as somebody who buys Call of Duty every time it comes out. Is the game massively changing? No. Do you enjoy the format? Yes. All right. That's good enough. You know, I'm not going to get af- after people for, you know, playing games like that. But it's a separate question to ask. Is Far Cry 6 worth actually creating in the first place? Like, um, is it the type of game where they are changing the formula enough where they actually are innovating? And the Far Cry series, for the most part, is not like some of the most innovation we saw was Blood Dragon. I was going to mention that at some point because I did enjoy the fuck out of that. But it was mm-hmm. also kind of like stripped down bare bones. Like, it's like, hey, do you want to play this format for like four hours? But it'll be like badass. You're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a f- fun four hour experience. I still and remember like, like when you guys were planning your wedding and I was like, do you think you could get like the blood dragon music in there? I think it'd be a good thing to walk out to. And you're like, yeah, we'll, we'll see. And mm-hmm. then I think you guys picked actual something. Um, yeah, probably. But I, I, I really had my fingers crossed for that. Yeah, that day was kind of a blur. I don't remember much about it, to be honest. <laughs> but um, there was no music that day. There was no sound. Weirdly enough, the whole thing was very strange. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say like four games that do just continue to release, you know, largely the same game. They just recreate different assets and things like that. Like even critically, like Metacritic wise, Far Cry 6, uh, it's, you know, taken some hits. It's like uh, 75 on PC, 74 PS5, like, and it should because releasing the same game without making improvements is incredibly lazy, even if you make a lot of money off of it. So I just wanted to close that out. I'm not an apologist for Far Cry like I am Dark Souls 2. <laughs> if you had another game on this list that you would mm-hmm. be an apologist for, is there an entry? Hmm, that's interesting. Uh, given the remainder, let's see. We didn't even talk about Battlefield, which sounds about right. Neither of us played it. and I mean, it's going to be similar to far cry 6 except i know it has a lot of issues on launch yeah like an insane amount of bugs that's ea though they're like rush the game oh crap we gotta fix it it's gotta actually work Ah. then it becomes a playable battlefield game and then they release a new one (laughs) they try to move everybody over to um i don't know if i have an apologist kind of left on this list because that kind of has a specific stance but there are some cool things here um no more heroes 3 came out i haven't played it it's a switch game so i liked the trailer and then somebody i know who has followed the series um their heart was kind of broken by the experience so i'm not keen on checking it out now (laughs) yeah i had not really i've never played a a travis touchdown um licensed video game before oh well you can get (laughs) games one and two on the switch as they heavily promoted before three came out yeah and maybe that's the play at this point because this is another game that didn't review very well if you can get both of them for like 20 bucks yeah i'd say check it out it's Mm -hmm. definitely a novel experience very fun um but i don't think the format really holds up as much Mm -hmm. 
and from what uh, he said, I, I think it kind of went back to like the first game. Yeah, and it's not didn't really add anything. Yeah, doesn't respect your time. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of games where that's the expectation. You know, JRPGs in particular are massive oh, time sinks. But there there are some genres where it's like, why are you why are you taking the JRPG like approach to people's time and just wasting it um, to some extent? Like, and I get that. I get that. That's kind of unforgivable, particularly when we have like 20 other games on the docket to play. If your game's not fun and it's not enjoyable and you're wasting my time and that's not like part of the message that you're trying to present, maybe don't. Yeah, I think it's good. Good policy. That's why I avidly avoid JRPGs Mm -hmm. because like they just go on about stuff. And like, even if I did care for the first hour, by hour 27, I want to kill everybody because right. your character design is not so good that your mere existence of you talking for four hours straight will not annoy me. And then there's Yakuza like a dragon. <laughs> so hear me out. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's some other fun stuff that was on this. Uh, Guilty Gear Strive. Never going to play it. Um, never going to buy it. If somebody gifted it to me. I would play with them. <laughs> I love the fact that it exists. I was actually talking. We had a, a happy hour today at work. I was talking about Strive um, <laughs> during the happy hour with someone there who uh, plays it on Steam. Um, and uh, I just I, I, I let him know. I was like, I cannot play this. I do not have the capacity, the fortitude, the agility attributes allocated to actually play a real fighting game which is why i play smash um but uh at, like none nonetheless i absolutely love watching people play this game and it's so beautiful oh it's gorgeous there's a lot it's ridiculous. of effort put into the game and how it plays and even stuff outside of just the active combat mm-hmm. um i mean i've watched some friends play it on steam i'm in that same boat though where I grew up on Soul Calibur, so I don't know how fighters worked. Um, mm-hmm. And then I went to Smash, and I stopped there. <laughs> yeah, right. And your skills regressed a little bit at that point. <laughs> I, I will say Smash is definitely more technical than uh, Soul Calibur. Yeah. Soul Calibur is a gimmicky shit show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I got to give a shout out for that for that person. I don't even know if he listens to the podcast, but Nagori Yuki, such a cool dlc character giant bushido samurai sword person vampire oh uh, that guy yeah 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 that's that's his main uh, the person i was talking to at the happy hour so i think shout out to that character samurai vampire was actually in the finals of some tournament it was like that in a potemkin yeah i think that's right i know like um um moist critical had like one of one of his uh one of the people they were sponsoring uh, played Nigoriyuki. Nice. Yeah. He's a really cool character. Like, we, we could get into the, some of the specifics about the game. I'm not gonna. But he looks really cool. Just look up his super moves, and it's just the greatest stuff. Super stylish. One of the games on here that I did... I want to play for the novelty if it's on sale and somebody mm-hmm. gives it to me for free. Dying Light 2. Yeah. It's going to be Dying Light 1. 
But Dying Light 1 was very fun and stupid. Mm-hmm. Again, we dropped kick zombies into spikes and we did yep. it so many times. But it's like that and mashing space to like free run up a building. Mm-hmm. It was just a, a fun sh- shits and giggles type thing. Story was ass. Um, and when they paused for cutscenes, I wanted to die. Uh-huh. But all of like the day to day mission stuff, great, great stuff. Yeah. I think like it's been a while since I played this game, so I don't remember a whole lot about it. We had an episode. You can always go back and listen to that. Um, I really think that this is the type of game that sort of inherited. I don't want to say explicitly inherited the mantle of Dead Rising, but like Dead Rising had co-op as well. It's a very different game. It's very limited time constraints. doesn't have parkour. It's a Capcom game, so it's absolutely insane. Like Dying Light doesn't have all of that feel, but the multiplayer survival cooperative zombie experience is less oversaturated now i think than it was you know a few years back when everyone was making multiplayer survival like often crafting zombie games um i didn't hate it i like like you said it was fun i thought the parkour was kind of a weird ad but it worked well in the game and I don't know too much about two yet, um, but I think that your take is largely correct. It's just kind of an expansion of some of those systems and concepts. And if I were to revisit it, like, you know, why not grab one with some improvements and things? So, yeah, it's just the like the way they marketed it. They made it seem like this is like the next generation of like, and they try to make it super cool and badass. And it's like fighting zombies. Whoa. And it's just, if you played the game, again, it's drop-kicking zombies. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. More so than it is, like, very serious, intense shit. Um, it actually have been some other zombie games that still came out recently. Back for Blood. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, I'm trying to think of the other one. It was, um... What was the one that you were playing last year, too? Zombie game I was playing last year. My memory is actually garbage. So it's hard for I you, you to playing say. With like Ian and Dan. Hmm. You had like a team of people you could use. Oh, I, I was playing it solo. I was playing. Um, so there's Invisible Strain. Is that it? Was the one I was playing. Yeah. It's kind of like a colony management slash zombie game. That was fun. I like that. I think it's still in development. Um, I'm liking but, on yeah, the other one. That, there was one that uh, I think Mike was playing. Mm-hmm. Days Gone? That sounds like a zombie game. <laughs> if it has Daisy somewhere in the yeah. name, then it's a zombie game. Well, supposedly that was another like AAA type situation. Mm-hmm. Where like the core concept was probably fine, but then the actual polished gameplay was a little a little fuzzier. And then it just yeah. draw out story things that like no one gives a fuck about. Yeah. Yeah, of of all of the games on this list, even though Dying Light is not like it's not big, right? Like it's it's not gigantic. It's not like super draw interest AAA. Of the ones unplayed, it's one of the ones I think I'm most likely to actually pick up and play. Cuz I would I feel like I'd just enjoy that experience. Um back to some of that co-op nonsense. It's been a while since I did some co-op nonsense. Co-op nonsense is good. And it's going to be at least another 6 months before we do 7 days to die. Yeah. So until then, that'll 
it'll have a completely different skill system again by the time we get back to it because the game is never releasing. <laughs> Your bullets now dig into terrain? What? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I'll be the Man. one guy in the base constantly shooting bullets for trenches. Mm-hmm. This is, I, I know you mentioned this one, um, but this is probably the one on this list that's gotten the most recent exposure just because it largely is coming out toward the end of the year. But um, Halo Infinite. So of the people I know that play Halo, you are the people I know <laughs> that play Halo. Um, I play Halo 2 and I made you play Halo. I remember not that long ago, you're like, hey, we should also get through the campaign of like Halo 3. And I was like, is there co-op in that? And you're like, yeah. And you're like, okay. Months passed. <laughs> Sunrise, sunset in the background. <laughs> um, but like, how do you, how do you feel about Halo Infinite? Like, have you tracked it? Do you have any thoughts on it so far? Or, I mean, I played some of the multiplayer for maybe like an hour and a half with some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's changed a lot from back when I played. Um, I don't necessarily like how things feel as far mm-hmm. as like the gunplay and movement, and that could just be like culture shock because it's been so long and I'm used to different styles. Um, but there's like a feel... sprint key now, which I, yeah, I don't know is. if Halo, Halo always had sprint. I don't think no. it did. <laughs> it's you walked. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it was very slow was and age. clunky in comparison. Yeah. But I don't know. It didn't really feel super great for me. Like it was more mm-hmm. fun playing with friends for sure. But I wasn't getting a whole lot out of the experience. Mm-hmm. But also like I don't really do multiplayer shooters too often. Right. The only one I kind of do on the regular is Overwatch, and I don't enjoy that as much as I want to spend time with the friends who play Overwatch. Right. Yeah, that was that was the pivot I was gonna like try to touch on. It's like like Halo Infinite is literally free. The multiplayer is free. The multiplayer is free. Yes. Good correction. Um. So like, if you have friends that are playing, it's really easy to jump in. And like, I do know people that play you know, a lot of Halo Infinite. They're like, done done work for the day or whatever. Jump on Halo Infinite, Halo Infinite, play with friends. And like, they're going through, I think some of that early experience, like you're describing where they have their friend group together, they squad up and they, you know, go try to get stuff done. And that's a great experience. I'm glad, like, that's that's a sign of success, even like with some of the issues the games had monetization, 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 monetization. Thank you. Monetization um, uh, issues they've had with cosmetics and things like that. Like that is the core, the reason to play it. And the fact that you're like correlating that to Overwatch immediately just makes the point for me. Like you don't particularly like the game, but you play it because your friends are playing it. Right. It's there about the social experience. Um, and I think for people who still want a halo like game they don't want they want more of like a i'm reluctant to call it a console shooter but it is kind of definitively it is it is 100 console shooter um it's good for them i think so yeah if you like halo it's still halo mm-hmm. you might have some opinions of like i wish this gun or weapon worked a little bit differently okay um but if you like it if you've liked the series, I'm sure you'll enjoy this, at least for the multiplayer. Yeah. I can't speak to anything outside of the for the campaign outside of one donkey video I watched because mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about Halo's story. It's dumb. 
Yeah, and it continues to get dumber as time goes on. <laughs> I really like this uh, this idea that's like turned into a soap opera between like Cortana and Master Chief, and that's like the overarching narrative. <laughs> like, Bro, I, I was the... uh, you already lost me at Grave Mind. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Uh, Grave Mind was cool though, especially like as a kid, edgy undead super intelligence. It's pretty cool. Hey, Jake, what are you playing StarCraft? <laughs> uh, Gravemind, actually. The race Gravemind. Uh, Avatar, but... Who um, has a lot of similarities to Gravemind, as I'm, as I'm realizing. I do like... I particularly like the scene where he's got, like, Chief... Uh, RB and Chief um, together, and he's they're just like, we're going to kill each other, and he's holding them up like dolls, and he's like, no, stop it. Don't do that. Here's a new quest. And because they're the protagonists and there is a contract that if someone gives you a quest, you must, you must set out upon said quest. Uh, they start working together to accomplish the quest. Become best bros. That's the real Halo story. My brain's so stuck on. I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's a YouTube series or something. It's called RB and the Chief or whatever, but it's been a long time. I. I really liked the Arbiter's voice acting. Ooh, mm. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Um, and some of the stuff was... I think I just enjoyed Halo 2 overall. But again, a lot of that's nostalgia. Keith David. Oh, yeah. Keith David fucking slaps. Yep. He also did the voice of the cat in Coraline. Hmm. And many other things. But that's the one thing that jumps out to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's... It's freaking great. Um, yeah, like if people like at LAN party wanted to do Halo Infinite multiplayer, I would because I think yeah. everyone would be equally shit at it and we would just have a time <laughs> yeah. for sure. And then one person would like figure out sniping and ruin it for everybody. Uh-huh. Um, but outside of that, mm, not not really. Yeah, you need the friend group for it. You need to have that support group. Really hasn't changed. Solo queuing in an FPS in any sort of ranked mode or something like that is still depressing. <laughs> I've been there. It's not made me a happy person. So <laughs> play with friends. Without friends, yeah. I have to bear the cross of the defeat all on my own. <laughs> right. That was my favorite thing. Like, uh, so like it was. This is particularly about mobas. And it was just like, man, all of these matches were so bad. And then someone, I think, in, on Reddit or Reform somewhere was just like, you know the one constant across all of the games that you play? <laughs> it's you. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like, oof. Oof, they're right, though. Ooh. Too real. I don't want to think about that. No more MOBAs. No Everyone stop playing MOBAs. Yeah. It's not good <laughs> I had an, I had a very long conversation about MOBAs and how the person I was talking to played League and I was coming at it from like a Dota perspective and we both came to the conclusion it's just like if they didn't exist as a genre the world would be a better place. <laughs> and it was uh, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Well, good old days uh multiplayer with people. Mm-hmm. It really is the friends you made along the way. That is that's that's my takeaway. Those are my those are my end of year words to our our dear listeners. Um, 
now that I've said something, do you have uh, any closing thoughts for this year? Wrap out uh, another prestigious 365 days in this 21st century. Join us next year for season three. (laughs) Well, I'll just have to reorder all the seasons just to make it even weirder. (laughs) So it's going to be. I wanted to go to season three, episode one, and they'd be like, wait a minute. There's just one episode there. Mm -hmm, That's. mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. that would be good all well, the episodes are gonna get fucking guids suck it <laughs> that like the title's completely invisible because the episode name <laughs> takes up the entirety of the display i like it i like it it's a strat it's a strat but okay. i mean this is happening right around holidays so uh enjoy your holidays even if you're not a big holiday person hopefully you get some time to relax Eat some good food. Uh, tolerate family. Don't bring up politics. Or if you do, fucking dunk on your old ass Republican <laughs> relatives. Um, and again, like always, hopefully the next year doesn't suck as much as this one did. Yeah. Um, but life is just kind of shit sometimes. So let's grin and bear it and make the best of it that we can. Yeah. Hang out with your friends. The friends keep it, help keep a lot. Going. Friends help a ton. A lot. Absolutely. Join a Discord community. Have fun. And have fun. (laughs) To quote uh, Gabe Newell. Um, My favorite class is the spy. But uh, to those uh, out there listening to us, thank you for sticking around for yet another year of Soapstone. Um, If you would like to send us your favorite class, we know there's nine of them. It's a difficult decision. You could do so soapstonepodcast at gmail.com or you could join the discussion on Facebook which is entirely about TF2 discussion at this point at facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast and as always we'll see you in a new year have a good night <laughs>